we don't have an intro yet. Uh, we haven't decided yet, but welcome to Just a Thought, episode two. Uh, my name is Wasabi Blues, and then we have, of course, Jack Nixon. What it is. Um, so today, we're going to just sort of go with the flow. We haven't really, we're still experimenting with how we want to guess go with segments and such. Um, <clears throat> so from the last episode, we experimented with talking about music primarily, and then eventually we did shift over to uh, different conversations about going on in our lives and such. Um, nothing is really set in stone. Um, so we're just going to sort of go with the flow for this episode and keep it going. And then what happens, happens. And then we just experiment per episode until we, I guess, find something we're satisfied with. Um, but yeah, thank you. Hope y'all enjoyed listening to this. Remember, uh, subscribe on YouTube if you're watching on YouTube or pod, uh, on Spotify or Apple Music. Any place that you listen to this podcast, remember to subscribe. Tell your friends. It helps us out a lot. Um, and please give us feedback. You know, that always helps us out too because we're not perfect. We, we can't see anything. Us. <laughs> yeah, tell us we're, tell us we're trash. Give us a dislike. No, please don't give us a dislike. Likes help us. Um, Get us banned from everything. Yeah, remember to remember we'll to hit that notification bell. Remember to hit that ding notification bell. You feel me? Um, but yeah, we're gonna get into it. Um, you you want to start it off? or You want me to start it off? Flip a coin. I mean, shit, I could start it off. I mean, it's it's Music Friday, so yeah. you already know what that means. Oh so, man. Bunch what, of new what, releases. What, what, what you got going over? What, what you got new going over there? Um. Okay. So. So I, I, I've been I've been listening to some new stuff, right? And so I listened to Ariel Grande's new song, which was I think it's called Positions. I saw something about Twitter. It was like, why is Ariana Grande so horny? That's, that, that's literally what her new album her new album came out today which is called Positions as well too oh my God. and when you look at the track titles for her album you literally think that I'm not I'm not even bullshitting you like it looks like it's just a horny girl making an album at this point and you're just like yo what what what, what the what the fuck is this you know like, like Ariana Grande sexually frustrated you know yes that that's exactly what it is <laughs> You know, it, this, this comes from someone that's like, I, I don't consider myself a big Ariana Grande fan, right? But, you know, I consider myself a decent fan. And so, you know, I followed her projects uh, all the way from God is a Woman to her, uh, I, f- I forget some of the title of her albums, but, you know, I, I kind of like most of them, right? You know, they're not bad. They're not amazing either, but I don't consider myself a pop head either. So, you know, I just listen to whatever I think is good. Um positions was all right um but her music when i first heard that song i was like sounds like the same fucking thing i've already heard before and i feel like that's the problem with pop music in general i feel like once you hear one pop song you heard a million of them they 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 sound like the same they sound like the same thing yeah um i don't know maybe that's just me it's always like a blend like as how i feel about it it's like a it's like a bunch of random shit. I don't know. Like sometimes I'm like, this is considered pop, and I'm like, I thought this was like country. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if like, I, like this borderline EDM. It's like borderline an EDM song. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, and then like, sometimes it's be like R and B. Like sometimes it's like rap. And I'm like, I don't. What what you know? Back in the day, this would be considered this. You know what? What makes this pop now? You know? I don't know. And then we got like a billion, like. 
we, we have like a fucking billion different genres now. We got pop rap, rap pop, uh, uh what was it, dubstep rap, you know? Yeah, I like pop punk though. <laughs> like, like it, it's, we got so many different genres now that it's almost like, is this even, do we even have base genres anymore? Do we even have just pop or do we just have rap? Do we this, just like, yeah, this is like the, the metal revolution of, like 2012 you know all the sub genres and shit that went on i don't i'm not sure if it was 2012 i can't remember exactly what year it was but metal had like a shit ton of sub genres easy core math core you know it was was cool like everything was everything was experimental there you go like it reminds me when dubstep was getting hot yeah, oh. all you fucking heard was dubstep everywhere, and everyone was trying to like fuse into dubstep and make all these different like blends. And I'm just like, holy shit, what the f- is this even dubstep anymore? You know, but I was never like a with music. I'm very, I'm very open to music, right? I've always considered myself open, so I never diss a genre except country. Anyone that's country, listen to this. I'm sorry, I just I don't care for country. Country's just trash. Beer, like. It's like that. It's like Lil Nas, right? Remember when he had issues when he dropped uh, Old Town Road and it wasn't considered a country song? Man, you know what trips me on about that shit is fucking Lil Tracy and Lil Easy Vert did Like a Farmer, and I thought that song was way better, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, I got horses in my car just like a farmer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I thought that shit was cool as hell. And then, like, I don't know, it was like, and like, the different aspect and like the underground there's a lot of like country blends going on like i remember bones and fucking eddie baker made us i mean this song probably would never ever would have made it to the fucking to the radio because it's called keep it in the family mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can only guess what the song is about yeah but, <laughs> but yeah it was it you know it was it was funny as hell like for a minute everyone was like making country songs and shit and they're having fun it was great and then Lil nas like took heat from literally just having fun and it kind of sucks but he was really on twitter with it though but doesn't it you know it brings up an interesting point though like when we look back at the little nas situation right it was interesting that the only way his song got considered to be country is once billy ray cyrus even yeah the minute he touched it they're like yo yep there it is that's our country song and it makes it and so then it, it makes you wonder the lines blurred to the point where let's say that you have a country song then, right? And then you throw a rap artist on there. Does that automatically become a rap song? Bro, like Nelly. <laughs> it's all my head. Like, if, is it that simple now that we, like, I don't even like to say is it that simple, right? But is it, is the lines or is the rules so confusing that we have that type of mindset for, the, or not us particularly, but let's say the industry, right? Yeah. That, the second you put one artist from another genre with this artist, now that song can be considered part of that genre. It's just like it doesn't make sense to me that that we have that type of barrier that we have to do something like that just for a song to be considered that genre. If the music sounds like that genre, I would think it's that genre. There's, yeah. You shouldn't need to throw in a random artist on there. That it doesn't make sense. Um, it, it's I guess it's kind of like going back to like let's say hip hop, right? Um, one of the things I always found interesting that I always see T Pain bring up, and is you know he talks about how people like to call him super rap artist rapper T Pain, and he's just like I'm not a rapper. He's yeah. so he's like he's like where do y'all get that? He's like I'm a singer. I'm not I'm not a rapper. Yeah. 
you know, it's like this general I, consensus. I can see how some people label him as a rapper because, like, you know, like some of his songs, he does rap on them. Yeah, he'd be doing he'd be doing the do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes it'd be like that, or sometimes it don't be like that, and sometimes a yabba dabba do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, shit. He's he's good at what he does though. Because <laughs> it, it goes more to like what you get classified as, right? Like, and that's where sort of this whole thing melds together. It's a classification of whether it be your genre or your title, right? Like, do you get labeled? Uh, like for me, right? Am I labeled a rapper because I rapped on the comeback, or am I labeled a singer because a majority of my songs are me singing? Yeah. Or you know, it's like. And that line gets blurred. Like I remember one time when I made my song "Smile," right? My my least favorite song. I hate the fuck out of that song. Actually, I really hate it. Um, but I made it and I sent it around to people, and I was like, "Yo, what what genre do you think the song is?" Because when you upload a song, you have to like dictate what oh, genre yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, I remember that. I'm and SoundCloud and shit. And I'm listening to it, and I'm like, I don't know what genre this is. Like, it's not. I guess it's about understanding your genre too. It wasn't so. It wasn't an R and B song. It was nowhere near. <laughs> it was nowhere near R and B song. Um, it was nowhere near a hip hop song. And then I was like, "Well, is it a pop song?" And when I listened to it, I'm like, "But it doesn't sound like pop. Like it almost sounded like a country song, but just like what elements of pop fused into it, you know?" Uh, it's probably a subgenre for that, bro. We just need to dive into it. You know what I'm saying? Bust that our country cat- pop. Put on like a monocle. I was about to say glass. <laughs> no, a monocle would be even better, but like have like a backwards hat at the same time. Zoom into it really hard and just see yeah. all these different mini genres. Because I mean, when you go underground, there's a million genres. Oh, Second like you go it. underground, you, you can go through a million different genres. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know. Have, mm-hmm. you heard, have you heard any of that? Like Detroit rap? Nah, not really. Oh, uh, I'm Underground scene, I'm very... I'm very lacking in the underground scene. Like I listen to some artists, but like unless you recommend them to me or like you tell me about them, nine out of ten I probably have never heard them. Or I don't go out of my way to find them. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It just uh, it just pops up for me at this point. Like I'm just so. I guess the internet just knows, dude. And they're just like they're like shooting fucking crossbows and bow and arrows at me. Like check this out. Um, yeah you know i like for me i used to go to the spotify recommendation playlist and they'll be like hey check out this artist check out this artist and i've actually had you know what next episode um let's have a list of artists uh just a couple right and just talk about them yeah that, you know like personal recommendations i feel like that might be something cool to sort of do at the end of yeah. the shows is sort of like oh, what have we been listening to right and it can't be anyone that's like popular it can't be no fucking drake oh yeah i just heard drake's new song i, I hear you it's, it's not it has to be someone that's not really known but i guess sort of is known but not really he's still underground you know and then just sort of like the, what type of underground artists have we been listening to just share that at the end well, i can you go know, i think you know i can go for days yeah. like i have stuff on mine but i haven't i don't have a list compiled right now for mine so i'm gonna get mine hot <laughs> got the ipod still yeah throwback i remember when i used to use my ipod uh you ever seen actually iPhone? oh yeah mm-hmm. Got the I- dude look at this screen it's so hot. that's a fucking throwback right there bro so you got the fat cable well y'all probably even got these you probably gotta ask your mom for the fat cable <laughs> you know got hey, them, hey, isn't that the 32 pin shit dude it's the f- 
whatever the hell this shit is. Man. Yeah, it's like a 32-bit. have to clip the sides, bro. Remember that shit? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fucking trash. I the cable out. I'd be like, God damn this. I can't. Here's the thing, though. I was one of those people where when I grabbed the cord, I just put it in at an angle so I didn't have to hold the sides. Yeah. I just put it in an angle and just popped it in. Because I had, like, two different iPod touches. I had an iPod Nano. You remember fucking Zoom? The Zoom player? Oh, my God. Yo. There's actually a song by Bones that's called If You Had a Zoom, I Hate You. <laughs> and at the very end of the song, he's like, hey, I know we're all like iPod friendly, but do you guys have a cable for my Zoom? Like, you know, Zooms weren't even bad, right? Like, they were they, good. They, 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 versus Blue was on it. Like, come on. It, the problem with Zooms was they just came out at a poor time after iPod has already established like market dominance. Yeah. Like, you just, you just couldn't win after that. Um, but yeah, I remember I used so I don't know if I don't think we talked about this on podcast yet, but at one point in time my music okay, so we're gonna take things back. Let, let's talk about like music growing up, right? Let, let, let's really back in. <laughs> really okay. in, you, you know? So when I started getting into music, right, I, I was one of those kids uh that started off with a PSP. Right, and I thought I was one of them cool kids that had like this chunky PSP chilling in like my jacket pocket, and I'm I, I'm sitting there with my headphones blasting like video game soundtracks, like damn bro, I'm listening to the hottest tracks right now, you know? Yeah. And everyone else and my friends are chilling there with iPods, and you know, got there's some had like Zune or they had like them other knockoff MP3 players. And I'm just sitting there with this oversized brick trying to play music. I'm like, yeah, guys, I'm I'm chilling too. I'm cool. Like y'all, I got music. I'm I I, I download some video game soundtracks off the Sony store. You know, like I'm blasting out. Now, granted, inside I felt embarrassed, but I wanted to feel like the cool kids. You feel me? Like this is before like I actually really got a chance to really get into music, right? Like I think I had LimeWire, and. <laughs> You know, everyone, everyone at that time, right? Like around 2007, 2008, everyone was popping off on LimeWire. Download your tracks from I, oh, is it ifreeclub.com? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> free, oh yeah, free MP3 ringtone downloads.com. You know, all, all these, uh, these, these websites to get free songs. No boy. A- I actually have a friend. I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can get him on an episode. He actually made a, he made a song called Limewire Pimp. I'll never forget it. Man. I ain't gonna say his name because I wanted I wanted to bring his ass. Be a surprise. Yeah. Like, like remember uh, what was it? Soldier Boy did that, and he, he disguised all the songs. Fifty Cent. <laughs> the, he he did Fifty Cent. He would do like Lil Wayne songs. I remember because of Lil Wayne song. This shit used to piss me off, but I loved the music at the same time. Like I I would be on Limewire ter- typing in. Soldier Boy, and then find songs newer that he did on the other shit, and they, like I was like, man, what the hell? I've been trying to find this goddamn song. I'm asking my brother, like, hey man, where'd you get the new Soldier Boy song from? And he's like, fucking talking. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember this shit. Motherfucker, LimeWire was it was one of those sites where like, if you wanted a song, you better had to hope it was a good quality rip. Yeah, that's what that's what, that's what LimeWire was. LimeWire was more of a I hope what I'm downloading is high quality because if it ain't, I'm going to search through a million more songs. Yeah. Um, just like it had Frostwire, which I never really knew what Frostwire was. I, I guess that Frostwire was, was man. All right, so Frostwire was when they fucking decided to take 
LimeWire down. They, when they were first starting to get rid of the whole pirating thing, they pulled out. They pulled out FrostWire. That was kind of like the clapback. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it didn't last very long. Not that I know of. <laughs> it's like um, when it was it Napster. I think I remember reading at one point when Napster was fairly young, right? Uh, um, that was some shit. Nap- fucking scared of, bro. Like back in the day, like people people were scared as fuck. Of- the idea of streaming music pff, that was like a like a that was like a futuristic thought, you know. Like this was back in I think the early two thousands too. Back when was it, people were rocking. Was was it CD players at the time or not yet, or were they still having Walkmans? Oh, yeah, yeah, this was CD players. Okay, because I remember I was reading about that how you know the industry was just like really like nah streaming music mm-mm, nah you that's not allowed. You, you better buy your songs. You better buy a whole album. Um, you know, and I think I think what LimeWire LimeWire was sort of like I'm not going to call him some innovator, right? But I feel like before Spotify came along, they sort of started the initiation more than anything else to bring attention to streaming music in a sense. The timing was impeccable for Spotify, in all honesty. Yeah, oh, easily. Like, better time. I feel like it brought a point where, you know, picking, choosing your song started to become more like a a common idea instead of having to buy a full album just for one song that you may or may not like. Funky. At that time, too, bro. Like finding artists and shit on YouTube. I remember when I fucking used to download uh songs off Walmart MP3. <laughs> what? what is I've never even heard of that before. So at one point in time, okay, so going back to music uprisings, right? So when I started listening to music, uh, I started with LimeWire at one point. Um and then there would be times where I couldn't find songs, or let's say I did actually want to support an artist. So there were certain times in my life where I guess I was blessed enough to have like a Walmart gift card or something, right? Mm-hmm. And at that time, I don't think Walmart does it anymore because I'm pretty sure it was a failed business for them. But at the time, I want to say 2008, they had their own MP3 service where you could buy songs from them. So I bought like... What is it? Two songs from T.I.'s album from Paper Trails, which is a fucking good album, by the way. I recommend that one so much. I fucking love that album. Um, <clears throat> I bought a couple songs off that album. And, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. Don't ask me why I bought from Walmart MP3 other than I just I didn't know better. That, that's it. Like, I just I don't know why I bought from Walmart MP3 of all places. That's kind of random, you know. Yeah. But, you know, I bought the songs and, you know, I put it on to what is it? Because I'm trying to think if I had an iPod at the time. Because I got an iPod after I went through, I guess, the knockoff MP3 players. Like, I had a lot. I used a lot of knockoff. Oh, I Actually, no. I started with the iPod, and then it, like, it, like, messed up or something. Like, when the iPod, like, first came out, and it messed up. And then um, the the other MP3 players came out, and they had more space. Mm-hmm. I remember that was that was like a thing. I had like more more space, and I was like, "Oh hell yeah! Like I can fit so much shit on here." I started. I had oh, I had a Sansa. I don't know if you know what a Sansa is. That's the but... late um from damn uh, yeah from Game of Thrones. No, no, no. There, there was an MP3 player called the Sansa. I think it's called S A N S A, 
Yeah. I might be saying it wrong, but there was an MP3 player at the time, and that was like my first one, if I recall correctly. And so here's how I used to get my songs when I was first starting out. Like I would hear. So I got introduced mainly to music through like I want to say it's like the Boys and Girls Club, right? Um, I would do it like every summertime. And because I'm, I was a kid that's like living in the past while everyone's living in present. I was still like ten years behind them. The second I heard like, let's say, was it um, I don't know, crank that right? Like I wasn't, I didn't know what that was. I didn't know what like a majority of these songs, like the Boys and Girls Club, like all the kids there, they were like all the people up to date on what's hot and current. And for me, this is like foreign. I hear uh, Low by Flo Rida and T-Pain, uh, Good Life, uh, Wall to Wall by Chris Brown, you know, hearing all these songs for the first time, and I'm like, what's this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? It's like they can't like, like pans around your head, and you're just like, what? Yeah, I'm like, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm so, I'm just like, boggled i'm like and everyone's singing the lyrics to these songs and i'm like am i supposed to know this yeah like <laughs> like before that time all i was is a gamer like that's that's literally all i did was i played games yeah i went to school i go home and i play games i did not give a shit about the internet i did not care about music i just wanted to play games which i mean for better or worse i, I don't think i turned out too bad hopefully but you know but you know at the boys and girls club you know what was popular at the time of course was soldier boy crank that and Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone was loving to do dances to that song. God, any, any song with a dance, like in like their like, I almost say I almost want to say like early two thousands, but like while we were at least at least while I was younger, it was like hell yeah, laffy tap, like, all that shit. Remember uh, keep it shuffle? Oh God, I actually hate keep it. it shuffle was my jam. I I, I love keep it shuffle. Song. Oh, Cupid Shuffle was like the one song I always had on repeat. Like, if there's one song I liked, it was the Cupid Shuffle. There was never a moment where I was just like, nah. I was like, Cupid Shuffle was like my song. And then, what was it, the Cha Cha Slide? Mm. Part one or part two? Uh, well, part two was kind of eh. Part one was I, I. I just, there was not, it was hard for me to get into dance songs. Like, when we look at music now, I feel like dance songs, like in terms of what, like when we think of dance songs, we think of the hip hop dance songs, like songs that have a dance that everyone dances to a certain way, right? I feel like that is dead. If I'm being honest, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like that has, it doesn't exist no more, or it doesn't really have a place in it, music. It, man, think about like the the mop, mop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like. And when I, because when I think of dances, right, I think of how like dances really blew up. Not some, uh, not some TikTok user creating a video dancing to a song. Not, not that Drake, uh, was it left foot up, right foot, the Tootsie Slide, right? Not, yeah. not in any of that. Okay, I'm talking about like, no, the mop, bro. The mop, there's a uh, hit, hit the folks or whatever. Shit, remember hit the Quan, bro? Like, the- yeah, I remember that one. Doing that shit, man. That's- Fucking old people, you know what I'm saying? Like what they <laughs> what they said in the D4L song, old people pass your feet, you know what I'm saying? Can't, <laughs> can't. You might throw your back out, just you know. But like, I mean, but then see when you think about though, like, do we really now in the TikTok culture that we live in, right? The TikTok era, I feel like these type of like actual dances that really did kick off are gone. Like realistically, because songs are not really focused per se on dances anymore. They're more so on what's TikTok. What's good enough for TikTok? Like, when people used to make songs trying to make a song that's hot for dancing, now they're saying, what can I make hot for TikTok that's going to gain attraction? 
I feel like that's what the focus. I don't know, man. Like, that's really hard to determine, like, to be honest with you, because some of these songs, I'm like, what the fuck were you? Like, some of the songs that blow up on TikTok, like, artists are like, why the hell did this happen? Like, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, some some of them are just like, what the, what what is going Like, what am I missing? Like, how? <laughs> it's, it's like, why? Why my song? Yeah, thank you, but what did I do to deserve Like, <laughs> Some of them don't even like it, actually. Some of them don't like to be associated with the yeah. platform. Yeah, that's what like, I'm saying. Like, the second like, they like, see their song... Bro, are, bro, I don't know if you saw that shit, bro. They were, like, making that, like a whole bunch of, like, racist-ass videos and shit with his song Yoga, bro. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's like... It was, like, one of them I saw was, like, a, a kid walking in a room, and he was, like... He, he said some, like, super racist shit, and he was, like, all right, now that I got all the black people's attention, how's my form? And he was, like... <laughs> She like a basketball or some shit, dude. It was like oh, a hell? bunch of videos like that, bro. Using that dude's song, I fucking love that song. God, I'm like me, Jones. Yeah, like I don't know. It's just like in the like I feel like music's in a really I don't like saying weird spot, right? But it's in a very it's it's evolving faster than it has ever had before. It's insane. And, like music is not stagnant. I I never like to say music's ever been stagnant, right? But I would say the early 2000s to about 2011, maybe 12, and then it started really changing. I want to say, but before then, it was just kind of like, it changed here and there, right? But it wasn't like anything major. Like, you can go back in time, and you can go from like 2005, 2006, and then 2009. For the most part, it didn't change too crazy. It was sort of like, you could listen to all of it, and it sounds just like a certain era, right? But after that, psh, music changed completely. Like, even now, like, when you compare the early 2010s to, like, 2015, music don't sound the same no more. No. Especially, like, it's super different. I mean, it's super different. decade, bro. Like, like, we're not, it's, I don't know, it's crazy. Like, we're, I feel like, I hate to say it, we're, like, getting old, bro. Like. Yeah, I mean, we're getting become boomers. It's all right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm over here talking about 2012 earlier. Shit, that was, that's almost a decade ago. Like, literally, like. Oh yeah, you're right. Actually, my family members weren't even born. (laughs) Like, I guess it makes you look back too. Like, in 2012, I was in fucking high school. I was fucking like, and and it's interesting too when you look at artists you grew up with or artists that were like just coming out when you were listening to them in high school and just seeing where they're at now. Like, I remember I was listening to Big Sean. I was listening to Big Sean in high school, and he was releasing his first album, Finally Famous, and. Sometimes Louis Vert. Were they coming out that time or no? Yeah. Cause I, I know I, uh, I think our graduating year, dude. Hmm. Cause at that time, I'm trying to think who was I listening to a lot. I was listening to Big Sean still. Keith. Oh, Kanye was. Chief Keef was there. Yeah. Blew up like uh like my sophomore year, I want to say. And well, he he blew up I think decently, but he didn't really pop off until graduate graduation for us because that was when Kanye West released Cruel Summer and then he did the remix to Don't Like and oh Cruel Summer was something special. No, I'm not gonna lie. Earlier than, than senior year, bro. It had no it, no 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 it was senior year. Was it? Yeah what, I guarantee wait, 14 or 13? 14. Yeah dude no that wasn't 14 I don't think no okay no no let me I think it was 13. Let me, no let, let me check because Cruel Summer Oh, I'm pretty sure it's still Finally Rich was 2012. I'm looking at that right now because I'm actually dragging this onto my iPod as we're talking about it. Oh, it was 2012? What the hell? That's crazy. 
Yeah, I didn't even. I thought it was 2013. Damn, I'm really. I, I must be. I must be living just like my my rose tinted glasses are really fucked up right now. Yeah. Um, because <clears throat> oh no 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 no, I know what it was. It was Jesus. It might have been Jesus is what I'm thinking of. Oh, that was no Jesus. God damn it! Now you're about to make me scroll down my Kanye. Like Jesus, I'm pretty sure it was 2013, 2014. Yeah, I want to say it was 13 because I think that was when I got my license because I was hanging out with my uh my brother and he was like, "Yo," because I listened to. I remember I had remedial. You're right. Yep. 2013. Okay, because I remember I had so that's what it was. 2013, and then I remember I was listening to it like probably before graduation as well too. Like it was still hot at the time. Mm-hmm. Um. And because I remember I had like remedial classes or something I had to do on like a weekend. It was the worst time ever. But I remember that's when um the new was it new slaves came out, and that song, all oh, the marketing for that was crazy. When he he broadcasted the whole what was it? I think he broadcasted on the wall. He broadcasted on like different walls throughout the world, what? which was crazy. <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, look it up. We have a chance. So when he promoted his first single off the album. The way he had it set up was he had, I guess, projections set across different locations around. I don't know if it was the whole world or just the United States, but he had it set up so that different buildings had a projection of this song. And I think it played it or something. Damn. And yeah, that was like next level stuff. Like, I remember that one clearly. And at that time, that was something like wild. Like people thought he was like, what the hell is he doing? Like, this is crazy. Because you never seen an artist do that before. Artists don't go that far in promoting their music. That's like some 4chan shit, you know? You know, like, it, it was something different at that time. But, I mean, of course, now when we look at 2020, I mean, <laughs> I mean, everything's been ruled out at this point that's been done. Um, <clears throat> I don't I don't know. I, I, think, I think music is interesting from, I guess, where we started, right? Of course, to how things are now. Um, but I wonder what the evolution is going to continue. Like, like how is music going to keep evolving? Like, have we reached, cause you know, like everything, eventually you reach a peak and then things start to stagnate. Right. Eventually, like when will we reach that peak for a while and things stagnate until something major happens again? Shit. I feel like we're probably already in it. <clears throat> I think so. Probably. I feel like we're almost getting there. I feel like, like we might. The reason why I say that is because, like, if you listen to the new Detroit music, I'll send you some after this. Uh, it kind of reminds me of Cash Money, you know what I'm saying? And like mm-hmm. everything that's new and popping, it it's like I feel like we're kind of like backtracking, and it's kind of cool because like people are coming, they're expressing their roots and shit, and it's pretty cool. Like, you know, people are like super into Lil Peep. It sounds like Big Money too, and GK has a new fucking album or whatever. It's got goddamn Travis Barker on it and fucking, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's it's basically a pop punk album, you know? And it's like people people who aren't into that, like, generally, but like, like the artists are gonna listen to it and be like, damn, this sounds pretty fire. What, other, what else sounds like this? And before you know it, it's influencing people to sound like that. And that's basically how music, like, how it has been evolving is, you know, something, mm-hmm. someone makes something, reminds them of something, they get inspired, someone else gets inspired by it they put their spin on it then before you know it it's like a domino effect until we have a new genre you know and it's like yeah at this point i don't think there's any there like you ever heard of clown core bro no no i did not <laughs> they like 
it's like two dudes one plays like a like drums and like a piano and the other one plays like a saxophone and like a piano and shit and like you know and it's like experimental music and it's fucking crazy like you ever you listen to jpeg mafia at all i've heard of them i've heard of them listen to listen to some J, jpeg mafia bro like and it's funny because i watched an interview the other day with him and he was like i swear to god if another person says that remind them of mc rod i'm gonna be pissed because like they don't they really don't look anything alike and he was like i'm not gonna dive in too much into <clears throat> too much into the interview but yeah he was just like i hate desperate fans and like <laughs> i was like yo honestly desperate fans anytime anything doesn't sound like what they think it's supposed to sound like anything experimental and it involves like a black dude like rapping or you know or something they're like oh sounds like death grips and i'm like i can understand that <laughs> like you know because when i first heard jpeg i was like damn he's kind of like he i don't know he's a he's a mix to like a lot of people he's like really and everything's all him too bro like the producing like like this dude really got it out in the mud, bro. Like I love his, I love his uh, artistic the value of everything. Like even down to like the clothes he wears and shit. Like the one dangly earring and shit. Like you know, like one regular. I don't know. It reminds me of, like Lil B. You know what I'm saying? Like just not giving a fuck, being you. It's doing what you want. Yes, dude. It's so good. <clears throat> it's like um his flow is like, like. I don't know. Like it, it, it makes me think of you know when Lil Nas was starting to blow up, right? Yeah. Like there was predictions, right, that with his style bringing into hip hop, that was going to transition into something of its own eventually. I don't think that ever happened. I think it's because a lot of people expected to be able to now with old country or old town road blowing up, right? I think people really started to take the assumption that they could now take that sound craft it into its own genre and start making songs that blew up from it right i i never really saw anything come from that really especially from his own album that he released later on which in my opinion was i i gave it like a, a i want to say a half listen like i skimmed through it but i i don't feel like the album was really that solid to me for i guess his first attempt of an album mm-hmm. It felt like it felt like he was trying to get his vision out there of a country induced hip hop with his own twist to it, which is I respect that. That's respectable. Yeah. But I feel like he just didn't have a clear enough vision for that album to really make something of it. Um I think he took advantage of the popularity though. I think he did really good with that. Dude, no, he he fucking drink in my opinion, I I had to mute him on on Twitter, bro. Like he drained every ounce of fame that he could and i don't blame him because i would have did the exact same shit same thing. shout out to fucking nas x even though i'm a fucking not a relevant person right now <laughs> you know what i'm saying one day one day we become relevant maybe that i'm like yo that nigga, he's cool bro you know what i'm saying but like anyway that shit was annoying as fuck it was like every two seconds he's like i got another remix for you Mm, he's like, y'all like old town round. What if I had another person on it yeah. and another person and another person? Yo, I got I got Lil Yachty's mom on this one. <laughs> you know it's like, like, come on, y'all. I know y'all want to listen to it. Yachty's mom. I saw you liked her picture on Instagram. Everyone <laughs> loves Lil Yachty's mom. She's on the fucking remix coming out tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check that shit out. Lil Yachty's mom. I'm like, dude, come on, bro. <laughs> 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 oh, that yodeling kid, bro. We got him on this shit. 
<laughs> oh yeah, the yodeling kid. Like it, he's like, yo, we got a movie. Oh god, movie. I'm like, come on, bro. Like, and that's the thing, right? And that brings me to like the whole thing now that because I was talking to someone about it today, right? Remixes, remixes disappoint me so heavily. Like I get disappointed yeah, I by this last time, yeah. Like, um, Kyle released a remix today, right, or midnight with Chris Brown on it, right, for his song "What It Is," a song that I really liked, right. Mm-hmm. Chris Brown hopped on it. Chris Brown brought nothing to it. All he did was literally sing Kyle's exact second verse, word for word, and then he sang the hook with Kyle. Bro, that's all he did. He didn't even do. He didn't add his own verse or anything. I'm like, how is this a remix? Other than just adding your own vocals, adding somebody else's vocals to it. Like Kyle brought a new verse for the first part. Don't get me wrong, that's cool. But what did Chris Brown bring? What's the point of other than I guess having I don't like to say clout, right? But having someone that's pretty known and have his fan base check out yours. Other than that, what what's the how's that really a remix? You know? Ask for a shout out on Twitter or some shit. Yeah, like I was like I'm I'm not no big Chris Brown fan by any means. Like I can almost care less about the dude. Um, but you know, I'm like, all right, Chris Brown's on the song. Let me see what he does for a verse. And then I'm listening to the verse and the first time through, I didn't notice it. Right. But the second time I was listening to him in my car on my way home and I was listening to him I'm like, hold up, hold up. <laughs> this is Kyle's exact verse word for word. Chris Brown didn't even, he didn't even write anything. Why is he on this song? Like that makes no sense. Like remixes. I feel like nowadays remixes are just trash. I don't like to say every remix, right? Because that's generalized. I don't like to generalize because there are some actual decent remixes still being made. But most times when you see a remix, most times it means a low effort cash grab. That's literally what I think when I see remix. Mm-hmm. Um, Double dip. Like I guess, like I could be like, uh, I don't know. I remixed, I don't know, one of my songs, right? And I put you on it. And I don't change anything except just throw you on the second verse and call it a remix. To me, that's like a lazy remix. I'm like, I might as well make a new song completely with you and make something original. Then just throw you on a, throw you as like some uh, throwaway, give you, make you do a throwaway verse for me, just so people can listen to another, the same song again. You know, um, I don't know. I, I, it's like how we were talking last week about like album of the years and things like that. Um, you know, it, it just. It's like, why? Like, I guess I get it from a business perspective. It's double dipping, right? Who doesn't like to double dip, especially with music fans? Because they, they'll listen to anything you throw their way if they're already a fan of you. But I feel like it just muddies the water of what a remix is then, you know? Um, I don't know. What do you think? I don't mind remixes except for... Did you hear the Jack Harlow fucking remix? Mm-hmm. Lil Wayne, man. He ruined it. Why? He he literally the same thing you said with fucking Kyle and oh shit. Let me not step on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like going down. Um, <laughs> same thing with Kyle and fucking the Chris Brown thing. He literally just did like half of fucking his verse. And um, you know, I guess back in the day that was a little more acceptable or something. I don't fuck. I don't know, but it, it's. Yeah, some sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. But I say right now it's probably not. I I did enjoy the Crunk A Dead remix with Juicy J and Project Pat. Mm-hmm. Cool. 
Because see, when I think of remixes, right? Like <clears throat> my my version of a good remix, and this is just me like being my R and B head, like going back in time, sort of. It's a remix, right? Yeah, you know, something like that, or um, what was it? Remember, same girl with Usher and R Kelly, and then they had um the same girl remix. They had T Pain on there, or Make Love in This Club Part Two, and you had like a bunch of different artists, and then a whole new beat all together, like. Like that's a remix. That that to me that's a remix. Like yeah, they called it part two, but that's a remix as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. And you know I'm like that's 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 effort. That's someone putting an effort into a remix. Even the Nene remix, I thought that was a decent remix for what it was. Um, I don't think I've ever heard that. Or yeah, the, the, they had a remix to the Nene. Yeah, what there was a remix. Nene. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't remember it completely. I know I, I'm, I'm trying to remember who was on. I think Boozy was on it. T Pain was on it. Um, a couple other artists. <laughs> a couple other artists was on that. Man, I was um, waiting years for some shit like that. God damn, I missed this. Yeah, he was on the Nene remix. Uh, that was pretty fire. Um, but yeah, you know, it was like to me, like those are like decent remixes. But nowadays, when I see the word remix. I'm like, I'm not listening to it. it Sound like it's probably gonna be trash. And then when I do give it a chance, I'm like, it's 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 not worth it, you know. I it's I don't know. It's like I don't think Drake even does remixes for his songs. When I think about it, like very rarely does he do a remix. Like when you think about, it, have you ever seen a Drake song that's been remixed that he's done himself? I try to avoid listening to Drake as much as possible. No cap. Oh, you don't like Drake? No, since like middle school. Damn, I think Drake's pretty I can't decent. Deny that like he like some of this shit he makes is pretty cool, but like literally the only reason why I like that one. Do you think he's too generic? Yeah, yeah. I feel like he rips from people too much, bro. Like I feel like he's like he's like a mainstream Soldier Boy, but like Soldier Boy is cool because he'll be like showing respect, like mm-hmm. I love this person, and he'll like throw them on the song or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I mean, there's nothing wrong with inspiration. You know, something inspires you, inspires you. Who who gives a fuck? But when you're in that position, I feel like um, it shouldn't be your job to put people on certain types of music. Mm. And then people have to be mad about about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, he doesn't swag. Like, bro, like the whole like when he's called, I see him calling as a vulture culture. That's what I've seen him called. Yeah. Where he literally just takes other genres that are popping and then he, he copies them. And then he tries to make goodwill by trying to put on like one or two artists or co-signing them just so that he gets a pass for making that genre or copying it. Um, I don't know. It's like, I guess it sort of goes back to what he did, the whole dance hall thing, which I was, I got really, I'm not gonna lie. I got sick and tired of that after a while. I got I got exhausted by it. He did dance all. Yeah, the one dance. I need a one dance, and I remember that type of song and everything. Yeah, that was all dance hall. Like he literally one dance and everything. Controller, um, oh. controller, control. You know all that. That like I know it's probably like stuck in your mind, like a dark thing that you don't like looking back at. Um, Those memories. Holy shit. Yeah, like, I don't even like it either. It was super annoying. Like, when I look back at it, it was just, like, the first couple times, I don't mind listening to it, but it was just irritating. This I was fucked. 
My bad. And then it's like when um he did uh he started trying to UK drill rap, which a lot of people were like mixed on. No, people were pissed, bro. People were serious. I remember I remember that. I that was recent. People were pissed about Oh yeah, I saw people mad about it, but I saw like a couple people there like, eh, it could be worse, I guess. They were like, at least he's putting on artists, and I was like, eh, I don't know. Like I I'm always one of those people where like I personally did not like it. I think he sounded just stupid on it. Like, I don't know if you heard his recent um song that he was featured on with a UK artist. He was featured on their song. He did like a whole like a minute and thirty seconds of a verse or something. Right. Him just straight rapping. And I was just lost. I was just lost. Like after I heard the verse, I was like, what did I just listen to? Like I was so like baffled in what I was hearing, and I'm like, this is uh, like it was to me. It was like, what is Drake doing, right? I feel like Drake had more of his own style back then than he does now, which is weird to me. Which is weird to say that because you would think an artist develops their style more in their later years as they progress. But I feel like Drake went from having his own style and having his own sound to sort of kind of throwing it away and just taking other styles and kind of throwing them on top of his previous style. And just, you know, falling with that, which is, I don't know, it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, it's obviously it's working for him. You know, obviously he's making him lots of money. He's still at the top. So, you know, I'm not going to knock him for it because it's probably a business move more than anything. But I don't think he does music for the passion of music no more. I think that's been long gone. I feel like he's just having fun, honestly, at this point. I feel like he's. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think some, I think if it's not his own album, right, if it's not his own music, I think he tends to have a lot more, like, free will with it. And I, it's very weird for me to say that, right? Because I listened, I don't know if you ever had a chance, right, to watch that one Drake interview that he did last year where he sat down in his house and it was like an interview for two hours, right? Two hours and a half. It was very insightful, actually. It was very interesting. It's the only interview Drake's ever done. And he talked about how when he made God's plan, he wasn't going to release it. He, he only originally had a first verse and a hook or whatever, right? And he thought the song was trash. He thought it sucked. And then he showed it to a couple people in a circle, and they were like, yo, you should finish this. And then he finished it, and then he released it, and look at it, it became one of his like top songs. But he, he himself thought it was one of the worst songs ever. Or it wasn't that he thought it was the worst song ever, but he didn't think it was good, good enough to release, right? And I found that always interesting. You know, to sit there and have that mindset. And I mean, it could be false, but I doubt it. I'm pretty sure that was him just speaking, like, honestly. But yeah. from an outside perspective, if you don't have that knowledge, you know, to me, I've always just viewed it as, like, I guess Drake might have fun, but I feel like a lot of it's still manufactured. I feel like a lot of his music's just very manufactured these days. And the soul, like... Yeah, he's probably like a robot, but... I feel like in this point in his career, he can do whatever the fuck he wants and he knows it's going to sell. So I feel like he just does shit just to fucking say he did, you know? Yeah. I just feel like the passion, like behind, you know, like normally as a music artist, you have like that high passion behind you. Yeah. And you get very, like, you care about your craft very importantly. I feel like Drake's sort of past that point in his life where he doesn't really handle his music like that anymore. He's just sort of. All right, one song down. Let's make some more songs. Like he just he's he's like manufactures songs left and right. And the only thing he might really consistently care about is just a theme among his album. But Scorpion showed me he didn't give a fuck about his album. Scorpion. When you, 
Yeah, that twenty four song album that was like two two uh, sides or whatever. Wasn't the it raps. Make of like his old shit or something. No, that was Care Package, which was actually better than Scorpion. Surprisingly, or not even surprisingly, that's sad. Um, Scorpion was a twenty four song album released in twenty eighteen that had nonstop God's plan, um, and a bunch of other boring songs, a bunch of mediocre trash songs. Um. It's regarded as, in my opinion, and I think a lot of fans, it's been regarded as his worst album. His most, like, I don't give a fuck album possible. But, I don't know, there, there's been reasons that I've, I had my own theories. I don't like to ever look into things that much because it's not that big of a deal. But I always thought he did that just because he was trying to get out of cash money. Or whatever that was going on at that time. Oh, yeah, because you do have to, like, sometimes record labels, they have, you have to sell a certain, you know, certain amount of album, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that was his last album under them. So <clears throat> once he finished that, then he's on his own. And then after that, all his albums became like OVO sound or some shit and everything. And, yeah. you know, so I was like, maybe he dropped that because he was just like, well, fuck this label. I don't want to be under them no more. Here's a bunch of garbage songs. <laughs> I, I don't want this. Yeah. You know, like I, I wouldn't even put it past Trick to do something like that. He was like, the songs aren't trash, but they're not the best either. I damn so. Fuck it. Like, imagine, I don't know if you ever heard, he had one song where he's like, it's your birthday, and then you just go, it's your birthday. Like, like who, who in their right mind in the studio would approve something like that to go on an album? Yeah. Especially a Drake album of all things. So that's where I was like, all right, this has to be like a throwaway album. Like, he he, he must not care about what he's releasing. Um, But I don't know. Um, I, I guess it's just interesting when you look at Drake and his status, and, you know, then you look at just... In general, when you look at like from our perspective, right, as an artist and how, you know, we, I guess, make music and, you know, I guess the passion or the care, the attention to detail we make, it doesn't, it just, I don't see that in Drake stuff no more, you know? And I don't know if I really even see that in artists that are big these days. Like, I guess Ariel Grande, for instance, right? How we were talking about her earlier and how I feel like her newest album, I haven't even listened to it yet, but I've heard it just sounds trash. I just heard. I heard it's trash. That was really good, but I have like a lot of. I always have a lot. I've got people who are like, they're fans, you know. They're Arya stands. Yeah, they're dudes. Like, you know what I'm saying? They ain't just girls. Like I don't know. It's just one of those things where I don't know where I'm going at with this, but I just look at it from like a perspective of the bigger you get in this, as an artist. And the more notoriety, or I don't like to say notoriety. That's a bad word. Popularity, I guess. Yeah. Um, does your passion and care for your craft eventually get taken away, especially if you're signed to a label? Because label pretty much dictates what you do with your music. Unless you're smart and you sign a smart contract that gives you full creative power, do you just turn into a manufactured robot who's just, you know, shitting out songs? And that's it. Have you heard about the Megan Stallion situation? <clears throat> Not the shit with Tory Lanez, right? No, no, like something like her record deal or some shit. I haven't like really looked into it. All I know is she said that she fucked up. She should have read. And I'm like, how are you supposed to be like the advocate of like, you know, um, hey, I'm going to school and I'm <laughs> that and the other. And you turn around and do some shit like this. I'm like, damn, dude. Like, and you're like, hey, I didn't read guys too bad, but I'm screwed now. Hey, you should read your contracts. Like, yeah. Like I don't I don't see why people go into these situations where they don't have someone look over their contract if you know you're about to sign something yeah, that's years long. Not to do that shit. Huh? 
Apparently her mom apparently her mom even told her not to do that shit. She didn't care about her mom then. She also was like, I know better than you. I'm about to get bank. I'm about to get money. And I looked into that actually. Not not Megan the Stallion specifically, but like contracts and sort of like the recuperating cost. Nine out of ten, most of that money you do that you get like right off the bat, good majority of that goes back to the label, especially if you don't sell much. Cause you're you're under an obligation to sell X amount of records and like album budgets too. Like you can't go past your album budgets and whatever your album budget is, the label wants that recouped once you sell your album. Yeah. And you don't you don't get anything until the budget that they set for your album comes back. And like that that's oh, that's such a trash position to be in. Yeah. Like imagine having a, a budget for your album that's like two million. And then your album doesn't even break like 40k sales first week. <laughs> you might as well say goodbye to any money you're making for a good while. Yeah, you going on tour? Tour, homie. <laughs> nah, you go on tour. That label about to take that money from you anyway, because they're gonna be like all that tour money until you make until you pay back off your album budget or whatever is set in for all that. You're not seeing a single dime. And so you better hope all that money, that sign-in bonus they gave you. I hope you saved your money because you're gonna need it. <laughs> But nope, most of these artists like to blow their cash or they go start spending on everything and then they get into a shitty situation. Um, like, you should do music for fun. Music should always be done for fun. But the second you make that mistake, then music goes from being fun, a fun job, to a job you hate and you don't want to do it no more. Yeah. And then it reflects in the music that you make too. Because now you're going to be trying to crank out songs, trying to make your label happy, and trying to make back that lost sales, hoping that you get that one hit song. That will fix everything. Um, I don't know. That is, is very, it's very interesting. Uh, I don't know how we got this deep into the music industry. We're just yeah. talking about it in general. <laughs> um, it happens. But, you know, I mean, that's just, it's just something that I've seen from reading. I mean, I think we talked about it, not on stream, yeah. but um, the Kanye situation where he was talking about owning your masters and that he put his whole contract up on the internet and for everyone to view. Like the whole the whole situation with the label owning your complete masters and that you have to buy them back. I I don't know if I would ever sign over a right to where a label would own my masters for anything. Like that sucks. Like imagine you have that hit song, you're screwed. You're not gonna be able to buy that master back. Or if you do, the label's gonna charge you so much money that you probably don't have enough to afford it. Because they know that master is gonna make more money than they can ever sell it for because that's because that's never ending money the second you sell i'm pretty sure i correct me if i'm wrong but normally a master gives you the right to make all the royalties and everything off the song too right um i think royalties also has to do with uh whoever is like in the paperwork you know what i'm saying because mm -hmm. i wasn't sure if you if you were to let's say let's say you own my masters right and i bought them back I don't know if that equates to me then being able to get in all the royalties that let's say my label would get, right? If I bought the masters from that song, do I get all the royalties that my label was getting? Or is it like a whole separate entity? Like what what would be the purpose of owning your masters then? Honestly, I have no fucking clue. Like when it comes to that paperwork shit, like I haven't mm -hmm. deal with it. So I don't really know. But uh I'm probably going to educate myself more on it and then I'll probably cover it a little bit next time on the next podcast because it, 
it's it's kind of interesting when you think about it like what 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 does owning your masters really entitle you to and you know obviously it must be a big deal since kanye west made a big fucking deal and a lot of other artists have too yeah you know obviously it's it's a pretty big deal so <clears throat> it kind of like and, and that's the thing on this podcast anyone who's who listens to this point this isn't this isn't a podcast where we're gonna fake flex or fake flex knowledge that we don't know either like i'll, I'll tell you straight up if i don't know it because i don't um but i will educate myself on it and then once i do know more about it then of course i will speak on it some more but from the bare knowledge that i have grasped of it so far um i would think that's the situation with it but um but yeah i don't know um anything i know we're getting we're getting close to our, our hour mark so we're going to start heading to like sort of the ending segment almost um anything that you wanted to talk about anything interesting music wise i guess um, anything that's caught your eye music wise i guess i mean really lately i've been bumping like reggae and like uh detroit music snoop lion no no actually no <laughs> like classic <laughs> the real the real deal shit so you're saying snoop lion wasn't the real deal you said what snoop lion you say no, yeah, I, yeah. I, I actually like that shit red light stop right there where you are that's just good hey, hey, hey that's eddie murphy all right that's eddie murphy mine was still snoop lion during that i don't remember what snoop lion did but i love that <laughs> I, oh yeah, that song was hot. Eddie Murphy, he made that saying that he was gonna start coming out with new songs, right? That was the only song Eddie Murphy dropped, and then he just stopped. No, Snoop no. Lion was featured on that song. Though. Girl wants to party all the time, party. All yeah, that that shit was like, hard too, bro. Well, yeah. See, like Eddie Murphy, he dropped that uh, the reggae song featuring Snoop Lion on it, and I thought it was hot. And Eddie Murphy like was starting to say, all right, he's gonna release like an album or something. And he didn't really release anything after that. I'm like, what the hell, bro? <laughs> like, this is pretty good. Like, I, out of all people, like, don't get me wrong, Party All the Time was a decent song and all, but, like, obviously no one really looked at Eddie Murphy as, like, a music artist, right? <laughs> but, you know, I'm like, when he when he dropped Red Light, I was like, yo, this is pretty fire. I'm not going to lie. This is pretty hot. I'm surprised it didn't blow up, to be honest with you. I thought it was, I don't, I don't think it was like radio potential, like great radio potential, like a strong reach, but I think it was a decent radio song. It was a good feel good radio song. Yeah. Um, I, I'm surprised it didn't really have like a bigger reach on it, but I don't know. Like Eddie Murphy was something, something interesting. I feel like that's going to be, uh, I think that's, that, that's, that'll be an interesting topic Bro, we should cover one day. That fucking Rick James. And he came on that, he came around that, like when he first started making music, it was around that Rick James era. And like, Mm-hmm. Rick James was this motherfucker had like a whole orchestra or some shit going on in the background. Yeah, listen to listen to that song. Give it to me, baby. You know what I'm saying? Listen to that shit, bro. Listen to the composition. Like it's going like dude, this shit like every aspect of that song just makes you want to dance, bro. Like in every like mm-hmm. every single way fucking possible. So like Eddie Murphy, like, I don't know. Even that song he came out with was catchy as hell. It's so that's what i'm saying like everything this motherfucker touches is catchy as hell i've probably only heard that red light song maybe like five or six times in my entire fucking but it's life you remember it i can almost yeah dude I, I still know the fucking hook to that shit you know what i'm saying like it's like the few times will smith comes out and releases like something like a verse or a feature verse oh yeah he did a song with joiner lucas yeah i remember yeah that was hot i was surprised how well that was like 
I never really did. I never was someone that doubts his ability to rap, but I never like when I think of someone who can rap, I never really think of like Will Smith either. Like I mean, he's not the first one in my mind, but when I heard him on that remix and then the fact that he doesn't like to curse either, he just made a verse that was that good. I was like, holy shit. I was like, and he went on for a good minute too. I think his verse was like a minute and a half long, almost two minutes. Like, Imagine being in Joyner Lucas' position and having the person you made a song about come on your own song. Yes, bro. And then the, I think they did like a video to it too. Yeah, they did a video too. Yeah. That's amazing. Like, like that. I feel like that's what everyone aspires to have happen in their yeah. life for someone that they, they, they idol to. Or some shit like that. Like, no cap. <laughs> but the thing is, I don't think most would ever translate as well as that did, though. Most times, if the someone person you looked up to, you're just going to be like, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, just, they just keep so it moving. Cool, bro. Like, they can be like, oh, you like my music? That's what's up. Yeah. And then you'd be like, do you want to collab? Nah, I'm good. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> but tell your, keep telling your fans about me, though. Let them know that when you grew up, you listen to me, all right? Make sure you direct oh. your fans over to me. Bro, bro, the fucking uh, Suicide Boy shit with Juicy J, and like now they're suing them. Really? Yeah. That shit's wild. Damn, that's... You gotta look that up. I... Yeah, they're like literally I... suing them for... Like st- like stealing their music or some or like uncleared samples like after they did an album together, mm-hmm. or some shit. I I forgot what the fuck they did, but they did something together. And then like right after, they're like, "Oh yeah, we need our money." And they're like, they're not suing for like a little bit of money. I think it's like a, like a million dollars or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like that they're being sued from Three Six Mafia as like as a whole. I believe I'm not a hundred percent sure, but yeah, mm-hmm. they gonna. They gonna have to that, bro. Their whole career has came from Three Six Mafia samples, even down to Coopsta, bro. Like, <laughs> shit. Damn, I'm about to look into that. Then, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and research some of the things that we talked about today. Because yeah. um, I'm kind of, I'm very interested in the whole masters thing. I'm really interested. That's piqued my interest a lot now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but. We're gonna start getting ready to wrap things up here. It's because of um, streaming. huh? What if it's because of streaming? Oh, the masters yeah. streaming. Yeah, maybe like oh, that's that that would make sense, right? Maybe it's like so it like counts as a different category for like uh, profits or some shit. Oh yeah, money you might make off streaming sites. Yeah, so, might, but wouldn't that be, fall under royalties? Maybe, Unless royalties, maybe royalties might be a big category, and master is like a. You know, a different section that pertains yeah. to another source of revenue. Yeah. That could be what it is. Or it might be the right to use your songs to make profit off that's, future things. Yeah. But that, that's what it might be too. Distribution. That would fuck up like a distribution deal as well, right? It could potentially. Yeah. I, I guess I, if I was to ever do anything, I would probably try to do like a distribution deal, to be honest with you. But like after mm-hmm. like helping people and shit, it really like it really just depends on how soon you're trying to do shit. Like, you know, what I mean, if you're yeah. trying to like crank some shit out, then, yeah, having the extra, you know, what I'm saying having these extra deals and shit will kind of work. But if you got the time or you got the money, I mean, fuck it. I would just do it yourself. You know what I'm saying? Cut, mm-hmm. man. But I mean, sometimes I pay people to do dumb shit on my car that I could do myself. Because you just don't feel like doing it. <laughs> yeah, <I'm laughs> or you don't have the time for it. Fucking turbo off again. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and that's and that's and that's the thing. I think a big thing too. Like, 
uh, for me, I've I've had many times where I've almost been tempted to want to send you some of my songs and ask if you can master them for me. I would love to just because honestly, I would I would love to because you use a lot of layers. That'll be fucking great. Should do that sometimes. I mean, if you want one of mine, I can see. Actually, you know, I'll send you. People already know about the song anyway. I haven't like announced it, announced it, but I'll send you. It's okay. It's all right. My most layered song in a while. Yeah, and yeah, I, th- I think that one had like nine or some shit on. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a fuckload of layers on that one. I, I mean, I'll send it to yeah, you. Yeah, you can never pay me and go. <laughs> like if you, you want to go to town on that one feel free because I I don't know I just do what I do on there but it sounds okay I guess um but yeah you know um those are those are gonna be some interesting topics to look into and cover um next time I want to kind of cover Brandon I think that's a very interesting thing that we haven't really talked Brandon. about yet yeah Brandon as an artist right like it goes back to sort of like where you're under a label or you're independent and you brand yourself and how much money you invest to get your name out there. Mm. And, um, you know, and it's sort of, I like, it's kind of, I feel like it's too, like, unless I go in depth, it's kind of hard for me to really explain it, mm. but just sort of like the nature of being an artist, right. And your identity as an artist, like we sort of stumbled on a little bit. It's like Drake. Right. But I'm looking more like as an underground artist. Right. Mm. Um, you know what your brand is, you know, how you promote yourself, how you sell yourself. In yeah, how, how you want people to see you. Actually, yeah. okay, yeah, we, we should, that would be another topic for another time because I got a lot of shit for that one. Yeah, that, that's one that I want to do next time. Um, that one's a very interesting one. And of course, I think there's some other stuff we could touch on. I think more like more insight from like, I guess, an artist perspective. Like I kind of, what, what I really want to do is I want to sort of, um, and this is still on podcast. So for everyone listening to this, this is just sort of giving you all like a little outlook for what we're looking to plan for future episodes. Um, one of the other things I want to look at doing too is, um, sort of bouncing back, like our experiences from me as an artist, right. And just working with other artists, like we sort of touched on it before. And then like you, when you're as an en- engineer and everything, right. And working with artists, like, by the way. He's like, huh? he's going to be right. Re- remember how I was telling that one dude and like, he just knew he knew his shit. He was ready and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Came back the other day. Maybe I'll get him on here one of these times, but yeah, he's, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, he's trying to do some, he's trying to do a lot of shit. Actually. He wants me to do like a whole mixtape for him. Like kind of, damn. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> like, look, like, you know, like, I, yeah, I'm like pretty excited. Like those are the type of things that like, I want to sort of, like next episode, just pretty much like a spoiler alert for anyone at this point. Next one's probably going to be a lot about artist identity, branding, and then sort of our own personal outlooks from my experience as an artist, and then Nick's perspective as you know engineer and working with artists. Um, I'm going to sort of delve into deeper from my side what it is to promote yourself as an artist, um, and the struggles of it because it, it is a struggle realistically. If I'm not even like bullshit it. You know, the money involved with it, promoting yourself, trying to create an image. It goes in line with Brandon as well, too, which is why I really like that we're going to talk about it soon. Um, Because it's very important branding yourself as an artist and how people perceive you because that can make or break you realistically. Um, But, yeah, you know, we're going to talk on that. Uh, We do have plans for guests, um, a shitload of guests, actually, because I have people that want to hop on here as well. So... We're looking to have, um, I'm not going to say any names yet, but we're going to be hopefully looking to record our first guest sometime mid-November. So next episode is automatically going to be us. It's just going to be me and Nick. 
but I want to say our fourth episode might have a guest. No guarantee, but our fourth episode might have a guest on here. Um, and what we're going to do with guests, we're still working on it. I don't think we're going to have like back to back guest episodes because I feel like that's going to kind of detract from us because that's still our show, right? I think every other show could work, right? Yeah. So we could do it like we'll do like this one is us and the next one is us. Then the next one will be a guest and then back to us. And then the following is a guest again and such like that. Um, but thank you for everyone watching. Um, hope you enjoyed the second episode. Hopefully, um, turns out better than our first one. I think our first one was pretty good, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it, it went better than I expected. Loki. Yeah. Was, I think for our first episode, everything came out pretty well. Um, obviously music or not music, uh, podcast is up on, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Anchor.fm, YouTube, uh, pretty much anywhere you can think of is out there. Um, if you haven't yet, <clears throat> make sure to follow us on uh, social media. Uh, I don't, I don't know your links off the top of my head, Nick. So you can see them if you want. I'll leave that for later. I don't. All right. I'm doing some dumb shit on my social media. <laughs> okay. Follow me as Jack underscore underscore Nixon at everything. Yeah, that's Instagram. and then mine is. It's not. Instagram. What I'll do is I'll, I'll put it on this video too. Um, I don't know what point this is going to be in the video, but um, you can follow me. Yeah, his will be like over there at the very corner right there, while mine will be like down here. Or no, it'll be up here because I have to I have the name of the podcast down here. So up here, it'll be up here. It'll be above. There. That's gonna be right above our name. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> my. Mine will be at, at Wasabi Blues for all social media, and then his will be at Jack underscore underscore Nixon, right? Yeah. Well, for, and then, for uh, everything except for I'm not giving y'all my other shit, but yeah, uh, my Instagram, my Twitter, Jack double underscore Nixon, Twitch, Jack underscore, yeah, double underscore as well on that one. Yeah, come watch us live. We might actually stream one of these. Actually, I could stream this live if I really wanted to. I just I was going to, but I was so busy on on my computer with this getting ready for this road trip. Also, I, before I leave, Madara ain't do shit wrong. <laughs> uh, I have a good idea what you're referring to. You know exactly what I'm talking about. He just want everyone to be happy, bro. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next time, I promise. Yeah, you what the fuck else you gonna? Do? Hey, we're gonna kill it, everybody. <laughs> hey, all right. I, and here's the thing. I'm, I'm gonna tell this to all the moist critical fans because I'm a big one myself. I will change my white t-shirt eventually. All right. <laughs> I I will change this white t-shirt. Like literally, you see in everything I post, it's a white t-shirt now. Like if I post on Snapchat, I'm wearing a white t-shirt. You see me at the store, I'm wearing a white t-shirt. You like yellow like, or something? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm literally just slightly wearing like parched. a white t-shirt slightly parched uh, <laughs> necessary <laughs> oh yeah it's my light I, I forgot like hold it you know what I'll show you right now I have it I have my light set up on here right where I, I so realistically I'm going to change my lighting for the next one I just was not using my big brain IQ for this one but I have this set up right where I can go here and let's change it look at that huh? Oop. you know like I, I feel like i can this is probably the light that i should use for this actually yeah. like, like, not, balance is way nicer not this 
piss yellow looking shit. Mine is like <laughs> for some fucking reason. I don't know what the hell is up with that. Man. Yeah, yours is green. I was like, am I missing something? And like, I think it's because of my ceiling fan. I think it's like a shadow or something. I don't know. This like you need to get a creative. get a smart get a smart bulb. Dumb things are so nice. Uh, I'm doing strips. I just finished hanging up my guitars. Uh, you can probably see my bass in the corner. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, and then my other guitars there and half stack and bass amps over there. I don't know why I hung my bass over here when the fucking amps on the other side of the room, but I use the fucking pod anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's pretty much everything. Um, next episode, of course, we're going to stick with every other week. We're gonna we're gonna try and stick to that schedule religiously until. I guess we feel more in line with trying to do it more often if we get to that point in our lives. So for now, it's going to be every other Friday and then we go from there. Um, but yeah, next time we stream this, I might, I'm already going to stream it and he might stream it as well too, because why not? And then I'll have like Twitch chat underneath my name. So if you want to twitch.tv slash wasabi blues or twitch.tv slash Jack underscore underscore Nixon. Um, my bad. When we go live, we'll let you know. And we'll let you know if it's for the podcast or not. But you should follow us anyway. Because why not? Who wouldn't want to follow us? No cap. Um, but yeah, thank you for watching. Hit the notification bell. Uh, subscribe. Do all that dandy stuff. Do do the things that you, you want to do is help support us. Help me get banned uh, Twitch. <laughs> go, go, to our, go to our Twitch channels and donate today. Because it helps pay the bills. All right? Uh, Give us $40 donations. Donate to Wasabi, not me, please. Now nah, donate to both of us. G- give, show the love. Or donate a hundred bucks to me, but donate five to him. All right. <laughs> if you feel like giving me money, like fifty cents or some shit, I don't. Just don't I'll probably notice it's there or see it. I don't. I don't know. But yeah, donations go to. I feel like it's like uh, tax tax fraud. <laughs> uh, and if y'all donate though, uh, money will probably just go back into the podcast or something. That's sort of like what I'm gonna do right now. Eventually, I might set up a Patreon. I've been looking at Patreon as well, too, which is kind of cool. Um, and I'll go into more details with that eventually. I'll actually talk to you that uh, off stream. But um, but yeah, this shit going on way too long. We're, we're going to get event. We'll eventually get an intro and outro. We'll eventually get one. But it's just that we're just still going with the flow for these. But uh, but yeah, thank you for watching. God bless Texas. My name is Wasabi Blues. And we have. <laughs> and we'll talk to y'all later. God bless Texas. And Georgia. Ha <laughs> <laughs>